Hey everybody, get your kicks on Route with Vegan Bus on Podcast 66. Yes, here it is, mid to late July, a week and a half after Summerfest, and so you can just imagine VegCast is cooking up a great Sounds of Summerfest podcast, but this is not that podcast. No, uh, back on July 4th, we actually recorded an interview with Derek Goodwin of uh, Vegan Bus, Vegan Radio, and so forth. He was in Philadelphia. Went down, had a talk uh, in the uh, bucolic splendor of Clark Park here in Philly, and did not get that podcast turned around and processed before Summerfest came along, and then uh, I was taken up with that. So we're going to do this one first. Then uh, later we will have our Sounds of Summerfest uh, podcast coming up, but we will have some effects already of being at Summerfest uh, in addition to the interview with Derek, we're going to be uh, hearing a new artist, new to VegCast, Amanda Rogers, who wowed uh, everybody at Summerfest. And uh, we have one track from her on this podcast. We'll be playing another one uh, a little bit later in the summer. That should be uh, enjoyable for all uh, and sundry out there. And, of course, we will also have a science fact. This one, a very basic science fact about swine flu. So... Sit back, relax, and crank up your MP3 player as we deliver to you this 66th edition of Clark Park in Philadelphia. sits uh, right kind of at the southwestern edge of University City where uh, Penn, University of Pennsylvania, Drexel, uh, and other academic Institutions are located, and uh, it's a very nice urban park on July 4th. Uh, there is an event down there. Uh, there are a couple of events, uh, many different events, including uh, two different vegan barbecues. One of these uh, was the one that was hosting Derek uh, as part of the vegan bus tour. So I had to go down there and uh, not pass up this opportunity with Derek Goodwin in town to get his uh, kind of perspective on Philadelphia as a vegan and talk about the art of podcasting and everything else. And did the vegan bus itself make it? Well, that is something you're just going to have to listen and find out. So here we are in Clark Park in Philadelphia on July 4th talking with Derek Goodwin of Vegan Radio. Derek, welcome to VegCast. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. And welcome to, I'm glad to be here. The, the camera that you're also on. It's like a synergy thing we've got going here, right? <laughs> it's going to be video, radio. That's right. It's going to be minutes. everything. So you uh, you came down to Philadelphia for Independence Day. Have you been to Philadelphia before? Yes, I have. I actually have a old friend that lives here that I come visit sometimes. And what's He's your... not vegan, though. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll I just leave him, him out of the whole discussion. As your as a uh, as a vegan expert, what is your what's your impression of Philadelphia? Vegan in expert, general? oh my sure, goodness! Sure, man, come on. Well, um, I still haven't had a vegan Philly cheesecake, although I've heard they or cheese steak. Yeah. Although I've heard they exist, so I'm looking forward to doing that someday. But overall, uh, I've been to some really great restaurants here. I think there's um, one called the uh, Horizon or something like that. It's like yeah. a fancy. You were at, you have been to Horizon or you haven't? I have. That was that was one of my early 
vegan experiences in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's and, a good one. And uh, overall, it's been, it seems like a, a good city for vegans. Okay, and so you're here today. We have had all these vegans hanging out in Clark Park. <laughs> um, I have to bring up the issue of the vegan bus because people oh, thought no. the vegan bus was going to be here, but well, there's no bus. Is there really a vegan bus, Derek? <laughs> there is a bus. It's it's. It could be called the Vegan Money Pit, but it's it's really a bus. Uh, we have a full-size school bus, which is somewhere around 35 feet long. It runs on waste vegetable oil, which is not to be confused with biodiesel. Um, we collect oil, fryer oil from restaurants that after it's been used, right? And uh, filter it, and then we run it as fuel in the bus, uh, which is a process that has to be heated up before it goes into the tank or into the engine because it's too viscous when well, so it's cold. let me ask I mean uh, you know just as anybody who's vegan who gets sick you know the non-vegans out there will say ah see see <laughs> veganism is untenable because it, it makes you get sick <laughs> people get sick every Do, once in a while is it that you know a bus running on this waste vegetable oil just it's it's a, it's a bad concept, so it's it's now you can't get it out of the shop because it's they can't they like how can we make this thing work? Or I think all the problems we've had with the bus uh, date back to the days when it ate meat. But oh okay, um, yeah, basically the the engine ever since we've got it, it's a '92 uh, international school bus, and <laughs> ever since we've got it, the engine has run great. It's it always starts up and. Uh, doesn't stall it runs really well on okay. vegetable or diesel um, because the diesel is still part of the system you have to start the bus on diesel to heat up the veggie oil um, so that the engine runs great and the veggie oil part has always worked really great the problems we've had have been more um, problems of the parts of the bus getting old like the brakes and the okay we've had brake lines and the alternators and radiators and all those auxiliary parts all right, well, let's just set the bus itself aside. What is the whole, the campaign about? I mean, you do go around <laughs> town to town, or you're planning to go around. I mean, you're here anyway, yeah, so that's, yeah. we're glad to have you well, here. We have these ambitious uh, long-distance trips that we plan to do, and sometimes they get thwarted. But and you then, had, you came here, you had a bunch of hula hoops. You yeah. You had a bunch of people hula hooping very enthusiastically. Is that is that your standard there what what exactly is the the concept there well we like to uh we like to promote veganism from the positive angle a lot of vegan organizations use uh you know scary pictures of slaughterhouses and things but we we feel there's not enough uh outreach done with the fun parts of veganism you know the community and the food and the um just you know when you meet another vegan you, you, you kind of feel like you have a connection to somebody you just met and so the hula hoops uh, we bring because, you know, when we set up our tables at events, um, we need to attract people over. And the hula hoops are a great way. They bring people, you know, people can see them from far away and they come over to see what's going on. And it's something that other people can participate. It's not just a spectator thing. So we bring lots of hoops. And okay. uh, it's just, you know, and some of us are really good at hooping so we can lure people over and then... And you get all kinds of people trying the hoops, and then you can engage them in conversations about what the vegan bus is, what veganism is. Oh, so. uh, here we're, we're passing by the other vegan barbecue. Okay. I mean, look, great. Philadelphia's got to be great. There's two vegan barbecues in the same park. 
I didn't even know that this was a vegan barbecue. Yeah, they're well, having uh, raising money for uh, African liberation and justice. Right. Great. Um, well, so when you do get people over, I mean, what if you don't? Uh, if you're not using the slaughterhouse pictures or the the scary aspect of veganism, you know, it's veganism has to be more than just hula hooping, right? What's <laughs> what, what is your yeah, yeah. your methodology there? Um, well, we engage, I mean, with the bus, it's kind of a natural thing to talk about the environmental aspects because we're running a bus on veggie oil, right. and uh, hopefully in the near future, we're also going to be adding solar energy and a composting toilet and things like that to the bus, bicycle blenders. Okay. Um, so, so, and especially in these times, you know, with all the inconvenient truths and things coming out, it's a good time to talk about the sustainability aspect of veganism, the you know the connection to global warming with meat eating and um, things like that, the pollution and everything that comes along with the the animal agriculture. So it's mainly it's it's mainly an environmental focus. Well, that's like the whole. Moral I don't say mainly. I mean, I think my my personal belief system after about 13 years of being vegan, I I kind of look at it as an evolutionary step for. Uh, humankind to go towards veganism just uh, for our own survival and and I think um, it's a higher consciousness too you know you're I think that people who it's just a connection you make that you know you obviously we we're able to eat meat as humans but we don't need to and we can be healthier and happier without it and I think that the survival of our species and the the ultimate benefit of our species is to evolve towards veganism so uh, the ethical I think the ethical argument for me trumps everything else I think um, you know people can go vegetarian or vegan for environmental reasons or for for their own health but unless you really have this ethical connection and kind of a you know spiritual not not in the sense of religion but in the sense of uh, interconnectedness of all beings that once you figure that connection out, that's that's what'll keep you on the path. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have a realization that it's bigger than just you and your health, it's even bigger than uh, <laughs> you know. It's it it is it includes the whole planet. And I gotta laugh because somebody just walked by, saw you holding the camera out, and stopped trying not to get in the shot. <laughs> but then they didn't realize, realize no, he's pointing the camera <laughs> himself. My arm's getting very tired. I might have to stop. All right. Well, well that's fine. We're, but I can keep uh, keep interviewing with you. That's fine, because it only occurred to me just, like, in the past few steps that I haven't shaved for two days. So now I'm going to be on this thing that people think that's what I look... You, well, I th- you can I use Photoshop. I think it's good to look a little scruffy. You know, I, think, yeah. I think vegans kind of get typecast as uh as you know um people without edginess without uh you know people that are spineless and weak and pasty and white and i, I think it's good to uh, get our image out there as, as a very varied group of people there's people with tattoos there's people that uh, are athletes there's vegan vegan doctors and vegan lawyers and vegan uh astrophysicists probably you know right you can't really put us into a box of of just being a clean cut cartoonist okay well let me just uh let me just uh finish this up by saying if people i don't know why they would have but they've come to vegcast they've never heard of vegan radio or the vegan bus before 
Uh, you mean they but, think they heard yeah. about VegCast and not Vegan Radio? I know. It, it would be bizarre, <laughs> wouldn't it? But let's just imagine there is in a world. one person <laughs> in a world where people have heard of VegCast. Um, <laughs> where would they go? What, what should they do? Can they call you up and say, hey, come to our town when you get your damn bus repaired? Or what, what's um, Yeah, I, th- I think... Um, I think next year is going to be the year of the big vegan bus tour. Um, so if you, if you do want us to come, definitely uh, get in touch and veganbus.com, theveganbus.com or veganbus.com will take you to the same place. Um, we can really use donations right now because uh, it is an expensive project and it's a lot of startup cost. I think once we get the bus out on the road and running, it's you know the fuel is free pretty much. So. It's just a matter of getting all these problems that we inherited when we bought the bus taken care of. Um, we're also, we have a muralist who's going to be painting the outside of the bus. We have uh, a bunch of artists. We're a very art creativity based organization, so we, we're going to have the coolest bus you've ever seen at some point in the near future. Okay. And uh, But we could use some money to help us uh, get the bus out of the garage <laughs> and, well, sure. uh, and get it on the road. Um, and we have donation uh, buttons on veganbus.com, also vegan radio. You can go through that site, listen to our podcasts, and give us some money that way. And probably, probably you're looking for some money too. I don't know. Well, so, let's get the vegan bus going first because that's something yeah, where you also, need to have a certain amount of if, money. To and get. I know a lot of people don't have money, and other things you can do to help us out. Um, we are, we are, like I said, an art-based organization. So if you're an artist or a writer. Or any kind of, if you do video or something and you want to help out, we're, we're always looking for people to become involved. You know, it's it takes a village to raise a bus is one of my things I've learned in this okay. uh, project. And so anybody that wants to be part of it, we're looking always looking for activists, artists, um, performers. We like to, besides hula hoops, uh, any other kind of performance art things that we kind of, you know how PETA is always creating spectacles, but they're... The kind of spectacles that piss people off. <laughs> yeah. um, our, our idea is more to create spectacles that bring people in and and wow. get them to like, hey, these vegans aren't bad. You know, let's let's hang out here for the day and you know vegans maybe not that. maybe no, we're that's not. A, that's ma- crazy thinking. Yeah, right? I think Peter is like always shooting the animal rights movement in the foot. So, and well, they're they're yeah. getting most of the money. So we have to kind of reverse this trend, suck some of the money away from Peter into more grassroots organizations that are doing more innovative things and uh you know maybe we don't have as big an audience as PETA but we're going to be on the road and we're going to be uh, reaching a lot of people and you know a thousand dollars you give us I think will go a lot further than it would go if you gave it to PETA and they use it to euthanize cats and dogs or something you know but if people give you a thousand dollars can will you like make a commitment right here in Clark Park you're we not going to use it to spot. kill animals no we we will not kill animals um, you know, the, on, the only way I would kill an animal if it was already in its death throes and it was a way to reduce its suffering, but All right. um, I don't, I'm not involved in any kind of animal killing activities. All right. Animal well, saving good. is my thing. Okay. S- saving people by saving animals. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Well, is that that's it? the vegan bus. That's vegan radio and Derek Goodwin. Thanks for coming to Philadelphia, and thanks, of course, for talking thank with you, us on VegCast. Uh, thanks for doing your great uh, podcast. It's, well, thank you. It's great to have this variety of voices out there with the podcast community. You know, when when it was just mainstream media and there was no Internet, we couldn't really right. get our message out there very effectively. Right. And now we have multitudes of 
vegan voices. Right. If only we could translate that into multitudes of dollars. <laughs> That's the I think it's coming. You know, yeah. it's just uh, we're building. We're building something from the ground up. We're building a good foundation, and in the future, veganism is going to be the way. Right.
It's Amanda Rogers with Cabin Muse from her album Heartwood. It's always good to encounter a new uh, vegetarian artist or new to you, as I said, and I particularly was taken uh, with Amanda's playing, her songwriting, her singing. She plays a uh, mean piano as well. You can find out more about her and her music at amandaspiano.com, and of course we will have a link to that in our show notes, and as I say, we will be favoring you with another track from uh, Heartwood uh, in a an upcoming VegCast, but for right now, it's time for us to turn our attention to the science Our science fact for VegCast 66 is global swine flu deaths top 700. Now, as you know, the typical VegCast science fact segment deals with a study in a peer-reviewed academic journal that has some uh, data point of interest to vegetarians and vegans. Uh, This one is one of our occasional uh, tangential segments where we bend the rules a little bit. This is a news story, but it is one that is centering on a hard number, and it is certainly something that uh, we should be paying attention to. This is as of uh, Tuesday morning, July 21st. H1N1 swine flu has killed more than 700 people around the world since the outbreak began four months ago, says the World Health Organization. This represents a jump of at least two-thirds from the last official death toll figure of 429 published by the WHO on July 6th, in other words, two weeks before. Margaret Chan, WHO Director General, has warned that swine flu will become the biggest flu pandemic ever seen. Uh, It goes on to say the WHO has said the pandemic is developing at such a high speed that it is now pointless to try to document every case. Uh, Some 125,000 laboratory-confirmed cases have been reported worldwide, but the number of actual cases far exceeds that. So, uh, essentially, it's getting to the point where we won't, I guess, have hard numbers as to exactly how many cases of swine flu there are worldwide or perhaps even uh, how many deaths there are worldwide. But we now know that it's over 700. We don't know uh, when we'll get the next estimate. Um, This is a tricky thing to report for those of us who uh, have kind of a moral stake in this because, as we know, this uh, disease is very definitely traceable to factory farm conditions. And so... Some of us do see it as a bit of retribution on humanity for a particular kind of lifestyle, but of course, uh, not every person who gets it uh, deserves the terrible death uh, by swine flu that it entails. Uh, So we don't want to be wishing people dead, uh, but we do want to be sure that people are paying attention to this. And early on, uh, when the initial hysteria broke out about this, there were a lot of people saying, Oh, you know, it's that t- typical fear-mongering by the government, t- typical hysteria, it's nothing, don't worry about it. Uh, and as this developed, I mean, I heard things actually such as in my own newsroom, uh, we'll pay attention to it when there's one person who's died in Philadelphia. Well, 
that has long passed, and uh, we don't seem to be paying much attention to it, and neither does anybody else uh, except the WHO. So I thought I would uh, bring this up and ask kind of rhetorically at what point these uh, naysayers will say, oh, yeah, this is actually an epidemic or this is a pandemic. Uh, with 700 deaths, it does seem likely that we will reach 1,000 deaths, and at that point uh, you, you kind of start paying attention to it and say, now, is this going to be uh, something we need to worry about? I mean, right now it is not... Uh, increasing at uh, levels alarming enough to make front page headlines, but uh, it does. This news story does kind of end up saying experts predict that there will be a significant surge of new cases of swine flu in the northern hemisphere when the weather begins to cool in the autumn. So we'll have to watch uh, watch out for that. See what's happening with it, but uh, we will remain vigilant about this whole phenomenon. I hope you do too, and we will be sure to uh, keep tabs on it by way of the science fact. Okay, we are about out of here, but as I sometimes do, I wanted to alert Philadelphia area VegCast listeners, of which I know there are some, to a fundraiser this Saturday at the Black Olive Restaurant. That's at uh, 24 East Mount Airy Avenue. It's right there in between uh, Mount Airy and Germantown. Uh, it's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Uh, tickets are available for online purchase. That link will be in our show notes. This is a fundraiser for uh, Friends of Animals and a, a great local animal refuge, Chenoa Manor, which I have heard about but not yet been able to uh, make a trip to. We will uh, be sure to get out there sometime soon with our audio recorder. Uh, the multiple course dinner will include the Black Olive's signature dish grilled seitan steak, lemon or German chocolate cake, and vegan wine will be free thanks to Gigi Elkins and the donors. Now, I don't know uh, if that means just anybody can sign up for this and uh, drink all you want or what, but it uh, sounds like a, a good cause and a good time, and uh, if you haven't been to the Black Olive, a new, relatively new vegan restaurant in Philadelphia, here's your chance to get to that. Okay, we are heading off down Route 66 for this VegCast. We'll be back with you soon with Sounds of Summerfest. But in the meantime, thanks to Derek Goodwin for talking with us about veganism and podcasting, walking around Clark Park on July 4th. Thanks to Amanda Rogers for allowing us to play Cabin Muse. Listen for some more of her on a future VegCast. And, of course, thanks to you, the VegCast listener, for downloading and or subscribing to VegCast. You can find us at iTunes. And until the next time, I want you to get out there and live like you mean it. Veg.